welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another action-packed edition of the Sports Bros Podcast. Episode 5, or 5th, as we like to say here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And I go by the name of the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Almost forgot my name for a second, but that's what happens when you watch like 50, 11 hours of WrestleMania coverage over the weekend. Um, yeah, this is it. This is us. Another action-packed episode of your favorite sports podcast, the Sports Bros Podcast. And as always with me, I got my bros intact, the almighty B-Live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Sports Bros Podcast presents to you episode one, two, three, four, fifth. Shout out to my man Dave Chappelle, one of the greats, the greatest of all time, the GOAT in comedy. Man, I'm loving it. I am exhausted because, like you said, 511 hours of WrestleMania, the <laughs> longest of all time. But you know what, man? They put something together, and I do thoroughly appreciate it, and we would definitely talk about it. Oh, yeah, so get ready for it. And, of course, we can't forget the money man, Scotty D. Hey there, fellas. Um, I had quite a weekend, so you're going to have to fill me in. See, I went up to uh, to New York to the Hall of Fame ceremony the other night, and I thought it'd be funny if I tackled Brett the Hitman Hart. And as it turned out, it was Oh, so that was funny. you. That was you. <laughs> yeah, that was me. It, it wasn't so funny. So I, I spent the weekend in the Who's Gal. So you have to fill me in on what happened uh, uh, after after Saturday night. I didn't see much. But uh, just just for further notice, don't do that. Don't tackle wrestlers in a wrestling environment because I, I, I paid the price for that one, yeah. I'm, yeah, you – <laughs> I'm still trying. To, I'm trying to figure out where you found that hat at. Right? What? I don't even know what you was wearing. What you decided was, on? The, <laughs> that little Rasta hat that was in the old uh, overtime karaoke bin. Oh, bin. So, oh, oh no! Oh, here we go. I'm about to be sad oh, all yeah. oh, overtime. <laughs> oh, oh man! And a, mm. Quick and a chicken, chicken wings and karaoke, yeah. oh. and a quick. Flashback to the old Kofi Kingston from Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> Overtime S-O-S. Sports Cafe was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, right? Right. Love it, <laughs> love it, love it, man. <laughs> and in the words of the legendary Baron Von Raschke, that's all the people need to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. As we said, uh, we will be talking about WrestleMania, but that's a little bit down the road. But right now, we're going to open up the show with a controversy at the end of the UVA, University of Virginia, and Auburn game. Now, I was at work, but I heard about it. And I heard that the refs may have blinked and missed a call. So I'm um, in the leadoff spot. Be live. I'm going to let you start off and kind of give a refresh of what's going on and then give your take on it. Man, since we've been talking about all this of all time, of all time, greatest of all time, longest of all time, that was the longest blink of all time because if the ref wow <laughs> the referees missed that call and missed it badly and like I tried to get a little follow up because I was at work during the game and man just going crazy with it I thought it was a timeout call they said it was a foul call because they were trying to you know coaches are trying to stop the clock before any play really develops and everything like icing the team or whatever, but that, now, wait a minute, hold on a second. Are you, you're talking about the foul call. Or you're talking about the missed double dribble. The missed double dribble. Okay. Oh, because it because I didn't I didn't understand when like they stopped play that at that point in time because I didn't even see where there was the foul attempted there, but play stopped and then we get into the um the foul on the three point shot. But that double dribble, I'm over here, like, I'm talking to three or four dudes beside me, 
because work did stop at that point in time. I, I wasn't working at that point in time. Servers coming to me, bugging me about, um, I need this, to, I need this taken off, and I need this moved. I ain't got time for that right now. <laughs> I need a, I need a comp. I need a table. Bruh, I ain't nobody got time for that during these big games. But man, I'm over here like, <laughs> I'm because I had to go back some odd years because I haven't played basketball in a while, and I got old my knees, the arthritis, the gout in my right foot. I'm kidding. I ain't that the gout. <laughs> I'm not that far gone, but man, I'm over here like that was such a double dribble like I've never seen before in my life, and they just ran ran along with it. So that was just a completely missed blown call. I don't get it. Should have been Auburn's ball with the lead, such and such time left, and that completely changed the game. Now to allude to the the three-point shot and the foul, that was the correct call. The thing about it is everybody wants to scream up in arms that there was no contact and this and that, but it is stated in the rule book you have to give the shooter a place to land. Yep. And so that, that was the correct call. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Ken Guy from Virginia that has ice in his veins because he did not flinch at all when he made those three free throws, even the first two without question. And then the timeout from Auburn, and he came back with a third one like it was nothing, like he had been doing this all of his entire life. And, I mean, that that was the correct call with that, but it shouldn't have gotten to that point because they clearly – clearly missed the double dribble and even Virginia's own player Ty Jerome admitted that they missed that double dribble admitted it Jerome Jerome <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying no I'm just saying he admitted it flat out admitted it NCAA got it wrong and then I just read another article of the fact that the NCAA you know they put together their highlight packages and everything after games and stuff like the videos and whatnot. They they said, oh, we're definitely not showing that again because the NCAA knows they got that wrong, 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 and wrong. And shout out to um, Bruce Pearl and his um, medical staff because I know they were on high alert because Bruce Pearl was about to blow a full-on gasket brain aneurysm, all of that, because he was losing his mind, and rightfully so. Wow. Wow. A whole lot, whole lot going on in a, a, a short period of time, Scotty D. How you feel about all this uh, kerfluffle well, and missing and everything? Let, let me preface this by saying that the team that I picked to win it all, Duke, was long gone, and the team that I root for is the Pitt Panthers, and they didn't get anywhere near that tournament. So just to preface that by saying, I didn't have a dog in this fight, and I just was watching what I was, what I, I thought was an excellent, excellent game. So I didn't really care who won. Having said that, I absolutely hate that foul call at the end of the game. I hate that call so bad. I, I understand that by the letter of the law, he bumped him and he fouled him. But let me ask you this. Do you think every foul got called in that game? Of, of you, course not. You think? No, no, it didn't. And you, I know you have to let the shooter land. That kid did land. I mean, he bumped him. Yes. He didn't dive into him. He didn't knock him down. He didn't force him out of bounds. He didn't hit his hand. I think that call has to be let go. The same, same situation happened in Tennessee, Purdue. And in both of those cases... The referee blew a whistle on a shot where a guy was just taking a desperation three-point three-point attempt. And in both cases, the team that was defending ultimately lost that game. And I think that – I mean, I don't know what a defender is supposed to do in that situation. If a guy is jumping to shoot a three-pointer, how do you know how much space to give him where he's going to land? I, I do think you have to consider – and I know it's a split-second intent. And in both cases, the defender that fouled the three-point shooter tried not to foul. If you watch the replay, that kid the other night uh, for for Auburn, he tried to pull up and, and come up short. He didn't throw a hand up at him. He didn't 
He didn't turn and back into him the way Bruce Bowen and some of these other guys used to do, get under three-point shooters. He didn't do any of that. And I just feel like when you're a, when, when you play that many years to get to that position, like the, these kids from Auburn did, or you coach to that position like Bruce Pearl did, uh-huh. to have that call made, I, I think you just, I, I think, you, I think the referee just wanted to get involved and, and he took it away from them. Again, I understand that by the letter of the, the rule, the correct call was made. But let me ask you, do you think that if he didn't make that call, do you think the whole country would be up in arms? I don't. I don't think the whole country would be like, man, that's BS that, that that foul call wasn't made. Because I've seen a lot of games that come down to the wire where a guy takes the ball to the hoop and gets knocked on his keister and there's no call made. You have to earn it. You have to make that bucket. And I kind of think that this should have applied in this situation too. I, I might be in the minority, and I know, again, that, that he did make contact with his shooter. But, man, if I'm the referee, I'm not making that call, man. I'm not, take, I'm not taking that off of that off of those kids that worked so hard to get to that spot. I hate that yeah. call. Yeah, they, they did. They, you know, those kids did work hard to get there, man. And it's a shame that we don't – We in moving forward, we won't remember how good the game was. We'll just remember, you know, the call that wasn't made. And and let me and I um Scotty D I I want to say this I agree with you one hundred percent that the the whistle should not be in the referee's mouth when it's like less than five seconds ago it's like and especially when it comes to intent you're absolutely right with that he yeah. tried to pull up and it and it's one of those things where. Did it really, really affect the shot? It really didn't. Now, I, 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 I can't, you know, I, I, I can't really make that decision. I, it might have, it might not have. The point is that if he had dove into the guy and and egregiously fouled him, then of course you have to make it. But I, I just don't think you make that call, man. I just don't. I want to differentiate between the two games because the Tennessee-Purdue game – the shooter really initiated that contact. I, if I'm not mistaken, absolutely, yeah, he, he threw his leg out. He threw his leg out. That right there should not have been a call at all. I want that. That one was bad. I'm telling you, I yeah, I that agree. one was bad. Between one, the two, this one was more of a foul. I'll give you that. I, I I would agree with that. But and again, with that being said, like I said, I've played a quite a bit of basketball. I've had those injuries where you've come down bad on your knee. Like I said, take the take the whistle out of the referee's mouth with five seconds ago. If if Ken Guy would have fell on that shot, yet it'd been a late whistle, but yet it, the whistle would have been warranted. But the fact that he didn't fall, the shot went up, he didn't hit his arm, right? You know, stuff like that. I I do agree with you on that. I just I, don't know how you're supposed to play defense in that situation. Are you supposed to just stand there and let him shoot over you and make a three pointer? I mean. I, I just well, don't know what well, the defender's well, supposed to do in that situation. Basketball is now a shooter-friendly sport, especially in the pros. Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, yes, because you remember back in the day, you could you could hand-check somebody, put a hand on their back. I mean, if you accidentally put a booger on them, oh, it's the end of the world. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, well, like, what are you like? What are you doing? Am I am I playing defense or am I just standing here and hoping like, hey, if I put my hands up and if I keep my distance, maybe I can stop them. I'm like, come on, man. You got to – you got to let defensive players play defense. You know, there, there, there's two aspects of the game, offense and defense. Let them play defense. Because if you turn around and because because of that call, because of what we've seen now, if I was a player at this point in time, would my instincts still kick in as much? Because that guy from Auburn that made the foul, he's like, he's sick to his stomach right now. Because you essentially that because in his mindset, that kid's mindset, I'm not sure exactly how old he is, but he's between the age of 18 and 22, young. That is a mental psyche that's going to stick with him for a majority of his life. And now yeah. you're instinctively like, now do you run up? Do you run up as much on the guy and then potentially give up that three point shot? Is definitely open up their waves of, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna chase the ball as much as I would normally do it. It's an instinctive thing, and it's one of those things. Like it is taking an element away from the sport. Eddie, cool. You definitely hit the point of where mm-hmm. people don't play defense anymore, and it's like 
it's it, it is it does hurt. And the fact that we're talking about that part of the game, do not again. I will not allow us to elude from the fact that that double dribble should have been called and should have never gotten to that mm-hmm. point in the first place. And my my big statement to this is: the NCAA going to have a knee jerk reaction like the NFL did and create some whole new rule about that <laughs> and just like change the whole game entirely? Where like they're they're like I say, you have to give them place to land that rules in place because of the Bruce Bowens in the world that will check your legs and everything. And that was definitely a thing when I grew up playing basketball. Or somebody went up for a shot, you sort of nudge him on the side to throw off his bounce and everything, which mm-hmm. is potentially dangerous. But that's part that was part of the game. And you just it's one of those things where in your mindset when you're going up for the shot, you've got to have nerves nerves of steel. Because you mm-hmm. you got to keep focus on the follow through and all of that and everything. But no, that, there there won't be a change to the rule though because the, as far as the NCAA goes, they got that call right. We're in the minority if we think that that was a bad call. And the NCAA are never wrong, so yeah, don't you dare question. And, the and they got Gene Steratore on TV, and he has defended every every questionable call that's been made the whole tournament. Anytime they go to Gene, what did you see there, Gene? I agree with the referee's call, so. As far as the NCAA goes, there's no controversy there. They got it right. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I said once again. It's sad that it has come to this that we re- that we are reviewing this game in the future, and we'll be thinking about not the play of the game, but what happened and what didn't happen. Speaking of uh, not finishing strong, as reported here on the Sports Bros last week, the Alliance of American Football, Scotty D's. Favorite secondary professional league <laughs> has ceased operations. With I think what two games left in the season has ceased operations. Speaking of Scotty D, we're gonna we're gonna give you the axe and we're gonna let you start cutting the tree. <laughs> you know, I I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I never watched it. I, like <laughs> I said last week, I I never knew when it was on. I never really cared to find out when it was on. They didn't put it in my face to remind me. So. It, the only thing I really have to say about it is, first of all, I'm not surprised. And second, I hope Vince McMahon is smart enough at this point to go ahead and fold his own tents up before they start camping out there. Because that's it, – it's you're not going to you're not gonna be successful. Sorry. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Hey, watch your mouth, pal. We're going to do a little bit different, pal. Be live. What you got? <laughs> and I 100% agree. There's, there's not much you can do to really build another subsidiary league of American football. There's not there's not much you can do. I I honestly think that the Alliance did a lot of things right, but at the end of the day it's just what what you what you're trying to do, the amount of money that it takes in order to build a sustainable league and then when you don't have the help of the NFL like I think they did it right as far as being a being a compliment to the NFL as opposed to competing against the NFL, you're not going to win that fight at all. The NFL with its flaws, and the NFL does have its flaws, but it is the NFL. I'm the I'm telling you, people, like, we're talking, I mean, I'm ready for the draft in three weeks because I need to know how my favorite team is. People shift their entire lives for Sunday football in the fall. You it's one of those things where we are just not equipped as a football fanatic to shift our lives in the springtime. I just it was it just wasn't there. Like Saturdays, four and eight PM Sundays, one and four during the springtime, it's just a completely different beast. And on top of that, because we've already some a lot of us football fanatics, some of us, a good majority of us, they've already switched their allegiance to NASCAR, if you really want to be honest. Saturdays. <laughs> you, you, what? You say NASCAR? I said it. I said it. <laughs> Come on. Think about it. Think about it. I'm being dead serious, too. You're, you're, you're beer-drinking, burger-eating, um, tailgating fanatic. Guess what they're doing on Sunday afternoons? They're especially down here in the South. 
In the north, it might be something different. Who knows? Who knows what they do up there? But in the south, we're watching NASCAR. He made another left turn. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just. There's a lot of other things that are going on, but I just, I use that as a point. We're just not, we're not equipped for springtime football. I mean, we're not equipped for the Arena League. We're not. We're really not equipped for watching the Canadian Football League unless you're in Canada. So it's one of those things where. You're trying to take a fan base. You're trying to take something that we've already equipped ourselves for. We've already, like, we've conditioned ourselves for a certain sport at a certain point in time. So you've really got to come out with a bang. You've got to come out with, but you've got to have the talent pool for it, which that was the biggest thing that ended up, at the end of the day, that was the issue, is that the NFL was like, hold on now. The Players Association is like, what do you have in place to protect these guys in a full contact sport where injuries are more often than not, these guys are trying to get to the NFL. This might not be the best route for them to put their bodies on the line during the springtime, and then they don't even have a chance to try out in the fall. It's a very, very scant select few. Most of the people have proved themselves on the college field. And after mm-hmm. college, it is what it is, and with the – Either, yeah, with is 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 either you do or you don't. But I got something to say. Be like, I'm gonna go ahead and let you finish. Go ahead. But yeah, I mean, essentially, just either you're gonna be a subsidiary or you've got to work with a much less a lesser budget. The fact that they had to spend two hundred fifty million dollars for something to that was you're paying players seventy thousand dollars for it's just I get it. You try to be a subsidiary. You try to be a compliment to NFL. It, it just didn't work out. Yeah, it's just um, you know I'm reading some stuff while we're talking, and um, you know Charlie Ebersol, who's um, whose father is uh, Dick Ebersol, who was the head of um, NBC, uh, the sports department at the NBC Network. Um, he had a first ex- firsthand experience of how the XFL fell on his face, and so I guess the past you know 17 or 18 years, he's had this idea of how to make it better. Um, and then the, uh, the alliance, they've had, they've actually got former players involved in developing such as Justin Tuck, Troy Palomalu, um, who else, uh, Heinz Ward. They've actually got some guys involved in, you know, some, some, some former pro NFL guys has won some games and has some sets and made it better. And of course, you know, they got Bill Polian in there and, um, with all his know-how and everything. And so just trying to, it was just trying to get. It, it, I'm not gonna lie. I'll be honest with you. It started off with some promise, but by week two, they needed a bailout because they didn't know how they were gonna pay the players. I was like, uh, "This ain't good." It, at least the XFL didn't have this problem. I think with the XFL, they did between okay, we got to do this and we have to do that, and have to put together a good product. Da 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 da. Vince wanted, you know, Vince wanted to make sports entertainment on the football field, but the thing about it is, you you can't do sports entertainment with a competitive sport like football. Football is the is a real deal, so you can't do that. I think it's crazy. So I just found a statement, and I'm going to read it from the um, Alliance themselves. This week, we made a difficult decision to suspend all football operations for the um, Alliance of American Football. We understand the difficulty that this decision has caused for many people, and for that, we are very sorry. This is not the way we wanted it to end, but we are also committed to working on solutions for all outstanding issues to the best of our ability. Due to ongoing legal processes, we are unable to comment further or share details about the decision. From what I'm reading, it's not officially done, done, dead in the bed is the alliance. So if the alliance, you know, through a miracle of the big man upstairs can make a comeback, there'll probably be in direct competition with the XFL, a revived version of the XFL beginning in 2020. And I'll say this, like I said about professional wrestling organizations, I think it's good to have fresh competition or, you know, like you said, be live, uh, was it a subsidiary? Right. Is that the word? Yeah. Or have a subsidiary so that way you can have more than one product to watch because, you know, you look at football, it's the NFL and then everything else. The NFL, college football, and then everything else. And the Arena League is struggling. I remember when the Arena League had, like, 20, 22, 23 teams, 
I think now they're down to six. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, like you said, B-Lab, just trying to train yourself between spring and whenever the league ends to watch football. That's difficult because if you look at, you know, like where I live up here in Northeast Ohio, you know, through football, you know, football season is football season. Once the weather breaks, no one's in the house watching TV. I'm going to take it straight up. I mean, they're already out here in the neighborhood zooming around on motorcycles. You got one guy trying to cut his grass. It's still brown. I don't know why he's trying to cut it. <laughs> but still, though, it's just the fact that when the weather breaks in certain parts of the country, people find something to do. They're not watching no, you know, secondary football league. I think it's bad because now you have put players in a precarious situation like they have families to take care of, wife, kids, mortgages. Like, what, like, like, like what are we going to do? Like, you know, it's just – it's crazy. It's it's just an unfortunate situation for a league that looked like it had so much promise. You thought they would get it right, but as it was for the USFL, the XFL 1.0, the Alliance joins the ranks of the failed spring football leagues. Speaking of spring and going outside, the Masters will be coming up soon. The Masters, you know, the green jacket, one of the biggest sporting events of the spring and the golf world. Um, I'm going to tell you something funny to my listeners out there. I'm from South Carolina, and guess what? I can't swim, nor can I golf. <laughs> I don't know, but my putt-putt game is pretty mean, and I get in waist-deep water in the ocean. So we're going to let Scott chime in on this since he's a golf aficionado. I don't want to call him an expert because we're not experts. We're not experts. We're just watching and calling how we see it. No. How do you feel about these uh these here matches, Scott? <laughs> I'm I'm certainly not an aficionado or an expert in the world of golf, but I really love the Masters. I watch most golf tournaments, um, but the one I the ones I watch the most intently are the majors, and the Masters is my favorite. It's just something about this time of year when you're getting out of the darkness of winter and coming into the spring, and you turn on the Masters and you see green it is on TV. Even on TV, it looks you know. It just looks like it's springtime and it's just that time of year. You know, it's the only major they have in the same, in the same venue every year. So I, I just, I love this time of year. I used to do a celebration with my friends on Master Sunday where we would call it Dude Day, where me and the boys would get together and, and all the women were out for the day because it was our day. It was like a guy's day. And I just, it's always been a special time for me to, to watch that tournament. And, uh, coming in, I, you know, a couple weeks ago, I saw Rory McIlroy play, and I've always thought this guy is the best golfer in the world when he's focused. And then he takes on Tiger Woods in the match play, and he kind of laid an egg. He had a, a, a seven on a par five that ultimately cost him that match. But I think I'm going to stick with Rory as uh, as the winner. It's it's hard to predict something with such a big field, but uh, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy to win the Masters this week. And uh, I hope that we get a good showing from Tiger. As I said last week, I always feel like he's must-see TV. And I would love it if Tiger would win this thing. Guys, what do you think? You uh, Are you interested? Are you going to be watching the Masters at all here? I'm not a big golf guy, but I'll tell you what. I just want Tiger to get that one. I just want him to get get another one. I really, I, I really do. Like, you know, they've been counting them out. You know, Tiger has had his trials and tribulations um, off the course. And, you know, he's been slowly trying to redeem himself and, you know, Tiger's like, look, it ain't over yet. I'm still out here. I'm pushing. I'm, I'm going to push till I can't no more. So, uh, be honest with you, if I were to have a favorite, I want, I really want Tiger Woods to win it. But you know, a golfer as hot as Roy McIlroy is a little bit, you know, it's 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 going to be tough sledding for um, Tiger Woods. What about you, Belive? Man, I thoroughly enjoy. This time, when it, Masters is my favorite tournament, it absolutely is. Scotty D, you already alluded to it. It's just, it's Augusta National is absolutely beautiful, and it is bucket list. One of these years, I'm gonna find my way on that extensive waiting list. They gonna allow a brother <laughs> to go to the Masters. I want to see it. I'm like extremely jealous. One of my fellow managers at work. He actually got a job working at the Masters, so he's going to be there in the thick of everything. He's ha- he has nice. to work, but he's going to he's going to be there. I'm like, bro, if you can get me a Tiger Woods autograph hat or something, <laughs> make it happen. Don't come back empty-handed. <laughs> I told him that, but um, 
So quick shout out to my man, Brian Lynch, one of my fellow managers at Max Speed Shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Got to put in the plug, trying to get them sponsors. All right. <laughs> so when it comes to the man, the legend that is Tiger Woods, it is one of those things where you have literally a conglomerate of people that need, want, desire for Tiger Woods to get another green jacket. It is. It would be. It would be great for the ratings of golf. It would be a storyline. It would. It's one of those things where the golfing community literally banks on the fact that if Tiger Woods, if he just gets that jacket for this tournament, it would set up revenue streams throughout the entire year for the golfing world. So it's, it's how Vince McMahon would like to say it's best for business. Tiger Woods yep. winning would be best for business. On the side, I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys, yes, I would absolutely love Tiger Woods to win it. I'm also waiting for the next big thing because at the end of the day, Tiger Woods is, I think was, he's 43, 40, I can't remember his age right now. He's mm-hmm. up in his 40s. It's one of those things, he's absolutely still competitive, but it's more nostalgic when it comes to Tiger Woods. I, for one, I am on the Dustin Johnson train. Yeah. Uh, he mm-hmm. might win this thing, too, with his length off the tee. Augusta's a long course. Don't be surprised if Dustin's wearing green on, on Sunday night. I'm telling you, that is, that's my dude. I did happen to attend Coastal Carolina University, CCU, by way of Home Myrtle. Home of the Chanticleers. Yes, sir, by way of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Conway, South Carolina, nobody knows that, but that's where I was born at. I was born in Conway Hospital, a minute away from Coastal Carolina. So, you know, every now and again, I I like a little teal in my life. And so Dustin Johnson is definitely my pick. I'm just going to read off a couple of Vegas odds because Scotty D decided he went he went the popular route. He went the Vegas route because Roy McIlroy is the favorite to win less than eight to is one he? odds. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. Roy McIlroy is the favorite to win at eight to one. Dustin Johnson comes in at ten to one. Justin Rose comes in at twelve to one odds, and Tiger Woods is fourth, coming in at fourteen to one odds. Oh wow. Hmm. So. That is interesting. And watching Tiger Woods, watching a couple of his highlights in the match play, just dude, dude how does he do what he does? How does he do what he do? How he do do what you do? How you do it so well? I know that might not have been English, but I just like the way it came off the tongue. But we we get it. We get it though. <laughs> no, we, we we definitely get it. Who, who that? What that? Say that? Who that? No, no. <laughs> They didn't turn the sound on. They're gonna be fired. (laughs) Man, I like it's gonna it's gonna be intriguing. I'm I'm going to have it on multiple TVs throughout this entire weekend. And then I wish I could be back down hometown um North Myrtle Beach for Monday after the Masters. Hootie and the Blowfish. I mean it's just a huge event. It is literally springtime. It, you, it lets you know that we have made it through the cold and dreary winter. Spring, birds chirping, the flowers blooming, masters. And pollen. It's got to yeah. be your favorite thing, the pollen. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, pollen. So, um, yeah, you're right, B-Live. You guys, you're all right. Um, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to actually watch the masters this year instead of watching, like, Sunday. Because, you know, Sunday is the day of, um, you know, hey, Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Drama. I mean, some people say that golf is a boring sport, but when you watch the matches, man, you get to see the the build up to that Sunday and then the culmination of either Tiger Woods or the favorite Rory McIlroy or CCU's own Dustin Johnson slipping on another green jacket. Almost a gold jacket. I'm thinking about uh, football and Hall of Famers. and uh, Oh, yeah, shout out to uh, – King Booker, Booker T for being a two-time, two-time WWE Hall of Famer. All right, we are going to the best part of the show, the listener section. I would say interaction, but we gonna call it. How about this? Let's just what what kind of name should we give the listener section? I'm thinking about the section. What do you guys feel like? What what should we name this their section? Man, on the spot with it. Ah. 
the listeners section, the section, the, the Andre the Giant Memorial section. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's already been used somewhere before. If I'm not mistaken. Oh my God, you a fool with it. <laughs> I, 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 I got nothing. You know what? That's listeners. something we can work on going forward. Uh. Listen, you know, you know, you know what we'll do, Scott. We we probably can use the Andre the Giant Memorial <laughs> listener section, but we have to spell Andre different, section yeah. different, mm. uh, memorial. We'll just have to finagle the spelling of that. Look, uh, we're using this, but you know, we just took an X and put a U there, yeah. and you know, figure, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. But um, we forgot to put the question in last week. So we did a little bit of groundwork and promoting and pushing, and um, I got some results. So last week's question was, if you are a blue chip prospect, what coach, and then I add a little caveat, what school or coach would you play for? And as always, the listeners, they come through. They come through. We actually have listeners. I love the fact we actually have listeners, and they come through, and they do what we ask some of the time. But we still love you. We still love you. You know, we don't have a love-hate relationship. We have a love-love relationship. Here we go. Dax McCall says, although I dislike Duke with a passion, I would like to play for Coach K. Good call. I'm, I'm a, I can agree with that. And um, for um, for the listeners, we're talking about college basketball at this point in time. Duke, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Coach K. You really can't. No, you really you can't go wrong. There's a lot of lineage history there. How long has he been there? Fifth, eleven years, it seems. It, it's, I couldn't even tell you. I know that he coached at Duke. Um, no, I'm sorry, he coached at Army beforehand, but that was I think that was the seventies or something like that. I think it was Navy, Sounds about wasn't right. it? Uh, I think it was Navy. Oh, to answer the question earlier about Tiger Woods' age, he's forty-three years old. Nineteen eighty. Because when was Johnny? Because when was Johnny Dawkins there? Eighty six, I want to say. Oh, okay. Nineteen eighty, though you're right. Nineteen eighty, yeah. and he was at Army from nineteen seventy five to nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. So, see, I, I know I know a couple of things. You know, I, I I know a couple of things about the service academies. Quick shout out to United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. I did get a year and a half of um, education there, and then. Um, Life happens, so it is what it is, but, you know, moving forward, all right? Yep, yep, speaking of moving forward, um, our very own friend to the show, the one and only J.R. Speaks, of course, you know, he's going with this, you know, we, we, we going, we going to razz J.R., J.R. is part of life, we love you, it's part of being a member of the Bros Nation, but it's all good. J.R. Speaks says, Coach K, for obvious reasons, eh. and the second choice would be Michigan State and Tom Izzo. I like that call. That's that's actually personally who mine would be. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I like God. I think Tom Izzo is is always he always has his team in the mix. Not that Coach K does. I mean, obviously Coach K is pretty much the premier coach in college basketball. But Tom Izzo recruiting and up in cold Michigan gets players up there. Man, he 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 he's uh he's in the mix every year. And and it, again, he did it again this year. He was just uh, one game away from the, from the finals. Yeah, what's that one team they had called the Flintstones with Mateen Cleaves, uh, Marcus Peterson, yeah. and uh, I can't remember the other fella. So, yeah, you know, um, Izzo, know, Izzo has what it takes to win and has a successful program. You know, screaming at the players or not, it's, I think it's all in good taste. So, yeah, that, that'd that be a good choice. All right. Eli Kavanaugh says, I like, I, I like this one because, um, yeah, I, I really do because it should happen again. He said that he would play – for Gary Williams and Merrill. Oh wow. To to bring back. them back yes, to bring them back to prominence prominence. You remember those old teams with X Re Hip and um what's my man named? Lonnie Baxter and of course Stevie Franchise. So, because so, um, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't know if you I know you guys have been watching basketball, but since Maryland made that move to the um to the Big Ten, it's been bad. It's yeah. it's it just been it's been the drizzling, like um, the drizzling, that's, yeah, the drizzling. That's coops. what they get. I was, and think I'm glad you said that because I was, I, I for one, I'm an ACC fanatic through and through, and I did not understand Maryland's move to the Big Ten. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're one of the original ACC members, Maryland. You're 
freaking full, I want to say about an hour away from the Atlantic coast, which is yeah. the name yes. of the conference. Like it, it just did not make any sense to me. And I think it's all a money grab and everything because like Maryland's right in the thick of like you got Boston College, Syracuse, Pitt, and I mean the Atlantic Coast. I got some new. I just didn't understand Maryland going to the Big Ten, and that's what they get because Maryland basketball was one of those. It was one of those story traditions, and they just they fell off. I was in Maryland when they won the national championship back in um um the, in the early 2000s, and I'm talking about College Park was jumping. And, yeah, I believe it, man. It, it, I think um, you know what it's all about, man. You know, league uh, expanding the league and get more eyes on the product. Because think about it, that Rutgers market, you got that New York, New Jersey market, and then with Maryland, you have that Washington D.C. market. But you see how that panned out. I mean, hell, the people in that people in Washington are, are more concerned about their caps as opposed Washington Capitals as opposed to you know Maryland. But you know that's a that's a great choice by Eli Kavanaugh, Maryland. I always like Gary Gary Williams too. Oh yeah, one of the uh one one of the most less talked about coaches in all of uh college basketball. Uh, let's see, Hobby from the Chuck Town. This is an interesting one, very very interesting, and I like it. He said Grambling State because he would love to see that them being an HBCU rise to a national powerhouse. That's interesting, but I like it. He didn't give me an exact coach, but um. He gave me Grambling State. Um, okay. That's that's not that's not a bad choice. You know, they're over the past few years they've been going through some financial woes, and just think if they had if they string together several good years, that can put some eyes on the product, and then that could bring them back to you know respectability. You know. Oh yeah. Yep, can bring it back to respectability. And um, Anthony Wilson, he says Roy Williams and University of North Carolina. Um, I would say I would play for University of North Carolina too. Um, I don't care if it's Roy Williams or the legendary Dean Smith. That's who. That's who I would choose. How about um, you, be like? Man, you cannot go wrong. Dabo, with... it's got to be Dabo. God bless America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if he could play for any college basketball coach, it would be Dabo. Jeez. Dabo. Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, I love it! I love it. You be live. You, you be live. He had it on the pot. <laughs> I heard the water boiling. <laughs> I smelt the seasonings. I said, "Any minute now, we got a dabble deal." Yeah, Any minute, it's <laughs> gotta be dabble, right? It's coming. Right I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take a little turn real quick. You can't go wrong with North Carolina. I would go to North Carolina just for the fresh kicks. I come on, you get with the Jordans. But I'm gonna tell you this. I might be drinking and sipping on that water down there in Central Florida. You mentioned Johnny Dawkins earlier, um, being an assistant at Duke, um, being a Duke mm-hmm. alma mater. But he, I, the way that he's got that team playing, and I'm, the, I, I'm one of those people now that I don't necessarily want to play for such a story traditional team. Because it's always going to be that story traditional team. You're going to fall into the cracks of, yes, it would have been great to say, hey, I'm, I wore a North Carolina jersey. That's one great, grand, and wonderful. But you're always going to have that shadow over you. There's never yeah. going to be another Michael Jeffrey Jordan that comes out of North Carolina. If you really, if you really want to talk about it, there's only but a few select people. There's a lot of people in the league right now from the University of North Carolina. But how many would you name off the top of your head that are just off the top great in the game? You really honestly, you James Worthy, Michael Jordan, Jerry Stackhouse, um, Eric Montrose. Right. <laughs> right. There you go. So, yeah, J.R. I mean, yeah, so it, it's one of those things where, like, I would much rather go to a mid-major, make a name for myself, and you be in the annals of college um, basketball history for the rest of your natural-born life. Like, Taco Fall right now, could be one of those names that will always be synonymous with Central Florida. Just seven mm-hmm. foot six. He possibly could be talking about him 20 years from now. Yep. So, I mean, it's one of those things where 
I Central Florida is right now. I'm I'm drinking I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I would not mind going down to Orlando, Florida, and playing playing a little basketball for them. So 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 Dabo is your answer then. In other words, we got you. <laughs> right. we, got you. We, we follow. All right. So is Dabo? Um, be like, I understand what you mean, man. You kind of want to do the um the job. You want you want to go uh, the job rant route. Yeah, be, right. Yeah. You want to go the John Morant route? No, I'm not mad at you at all. I'm not. I'm. I, I can totally respect that, man. And plus, you know, Central Florida, playing basketball where the weather's always nice. And say the people of Florida are crazy, but if you can avoid the crazies, you'll be all right. Just don't do bath salts and eating faces off, and you'll be you. just fine. <laughs> yep, Scott. I heard you want to play with John Calipari. Yeah, right. absolutely. Give me, give me Coach Cal. He, he uh, does the one and dones every year. He just keeps reloading the gun. So, uh, yeah. hey, uh, I, I just want to say thank you to the guys who uh, who sent in their, their answers. And uh, we apologize that we forgot to put the question up next week or last week for this week. So, should I go ahead and uh, fire off a topic for next week? You guys, uh, you guys interested in that? Sure, go ahead. All right, we kind of talked about this before, but this is a great time of year for sports between the Final Four, opening day, baseball, the Masters coming up. So we were talking before about if you could attend any sporting event, what would it be and why? Would it be the Final Four? Would it be the Super Bowl, the World Series? Would it be WrestleMania? And uh, I'd be interested to hear what some of our listeners would say as far as what sporting event would you choose if you could pick any sporting event, obviously, on the house. I've got my own little bucket list. i got a couple of them. And so, I do too, yeah. Yeah, you know, of course, you know, we're not going to let the cat out of the bag until next week. But, um, yeah, so um, whatever sporting event that you could attend that's on your bucket list, as B-Live said, um, just let us know in the comment section of the Sports Bros podcast page on Facebook. And guess what? You might be like Dex McCall, J.R. Speaks, Eli Kavanaugh, Harvey from the Chuck Town, uh, Anthony Wilson, and also Stephen Delamore, who didn't give us a, qu- uh, a response this week. But, you know, he's an avid listener and avid responder. And uh, we can mention your name on the show too. And we actually give you shout outs. We actually tag people. So you know, we're we're not we're not like, oh, we'll throw you in the show and like, oh, we forgot. No, 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 no. You hear this? Paper. I take the <laughs> notes. Nice. I'm the head I'm the head of creative. In the words of Mark Henry, this is what I do. All right, guys. So we've been talking a whole lot. We've been edging with a whole lot of wrestling references. So uh let's go ahead and get to it. WrestleMania thirty. Five, all 50, 11 hours of it. Earlier this week, the uh, earlier last week, the Almighty Be Live put together a poll of who's going to win and who's going to lose. Before you even start, because I see you scratching your face and again talking about wrestling, this will be the part of the portion where you just turn the show off right now. No, don't do that. Before, don't turn the show off. This is the best part. Yeah, this is the best part of the show. So if you want to stick around, cool. If not, still stick around anyway. We greatly appreciate you. Um, yeah, B-Live put together a poll of who was going to win and who was going to lose. And, okay, we're going to be honest. We know it's predetermined. We know it's scripted. Okay? So let's so let's just – you need real talk. Okay, we get it. We get it. We've gone past that. We talked about that a few weeks ago. So – be live. Do you have the poll? Do you have the results of the polls from all fifty eleven matches, or do you want to highlight certain matches? Um, what do you want to do? I'm, I'm going to highlight a couple of matches because I'm just um with the polls and just the, I mean at the end results and just to let the, uh, the listeners know if you have not watched WrestleMania yet, go ahead and turn off the podcast right now because spoiler alert. So. So, um, we're going to start off with the big ones real quick. Um, we had the WWE Universal Championship, The Beast, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. And the majority of our pollsters actually went with Brock Lesnar after he's had the belt for forever and ever. But the majority was wrong. Seth Rollins pulled it out with a triple stomp and won the WWE Universal Championship. So 
the public did not get that right. So that was a shocker to some. Okay. Yeah, because I, I thought like, oh, okay, we're going to get about two or three or five and it's going to be a done deal. And as soon as he hit one curb stomp, I'm like, is that another I smell? Boom. I was like, oh, <laughs> third time's a charm. And so he did it. And, you know, he. so now Seth Rollins holds the distinctive title of being a thorn in Brock Lesnar's side at two WrestleManias and the King Slayer. And he's also a Beast Slayer as well. What you got next there? I'll be live. Um, I'm sorry, Scotty D. Scotty D. What you got there? I, I totally just. Oh no, no, that's there. that's cool. I I actually was wrong on that too. I thought I thought Brock would hold it a little bit longer, but uh, the news came out last week that it looks like he's going to be taking on Daniel Cormier on August 17th. So I can understand why the why uh, Brock dropped the title yesterday. And by the way, Daniel Cormier is going to kick his ass. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh. There's an early oh. spoiler for you for UFC in August. Oh, yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, just to throw in just a little quick, because um, um, time considering, Brock Lesnar is still under contract for what I think is it was the greatest Royal Rumble, or I know it's some another overseas um pay per view event that he. What they shoot? Still, what they shoot? What they shoot all the pyro? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. I think with the low blow that happened, there's that's still going to be part of a storyline. So, so he he's going to be part of a major match coming in in the near future. So we have not seen the last of Brock Lesnar. So moving forward with that, the WWE Heavyweight Championship, man, oh man, oh man, all the emotion, and the majority of the people voted and picked that Kofi Kingston would beat Daniel Bryan, and they were correct. Thank you, thank you, WWE, for getting this right. Oh, my goodness, they finally listened to the people. Kofi Kingston deserves it. He's going to be an awesome champion, but you know WWE going to do something silly with it very soon. So, I mean... We'll see how this goes, but I was thoroughly, I was jumping up and down when Kofi finally won it. I almost had me in tears. I, um, I, I didn't have anything in my eye when the kids were up on the, um, up in the ring and everything. So, who's cut, who's cutting onions? You're cutting onions? <laughs> who's cutting onions? Man, that was, it was, it was such an emotional high. Like, the, thank you, WWE, for getting that right. Scott, how do you feel about Kofi winning the title? I, I, I actually, I didn't think they were going to go that route, but uh, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they did say they were going to start doing some things different, and that was different. I, I'm, I'm surprised they went that way, and I thought it was awesome because it, it, Kofi's not your prototypical champion, and I'm not even talking mm-hmm. about for for uh, colored reasons. Uh, you know, I, you know, having him as uh, representing African Americans as the champion, I think is awesome. That's not even what I was what I was getting at as much as the fact that they plucked him out of a faction that is really hot and still together and and mm-hmm. put the strap on him. I I agree. I, that was a that was a good call. The fans wanted it really bad too. I mean, he had such a swelling of support, so they got that one right. And I I like that a lot. And see, the best thing about it is, you know, Daniel Bryan understood his role. Oh, he was fantastic yesterday. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, he understood his role. What you got next, B Live? All right. The main event of the evening. Oh, oh boy. boy. I, have, I have mixed reviews when it came to that main event. But according to our listeners, our viewers that um, voted in this, the majority voted for Becky Lynch to win it all. I only had one person vote for Ronda Rousey and had two for Charlotte Flair, but the majority went with Becky Lynch, and they were correct with the man, Becky Lynch, taking all of the gold. Winner takes all. all. And she took all of it. But yet, there's more controversy in during the pen. And reading a story beforehand, you know, there's all kinds of different stories and fan opinions and everything. There was a piece written that Ronda Rousey was not too particularly fond of being pinned and losing that match. Yeah, I saw that story. I saw that. So, and then for for the way 
for it to play out the way it did was almost like, hmm. It was a lot of um, swiggling around and everything. And I'm going to go ahead and call it the official hashtag, the hashtag East Rutherford screw job. Oh! Because she was not pinned that first. She wasn't pinned. Her shoulders were not on the mat for that first of the three count. I'm just, just I'm throwing that out there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Monday Night Raw. So that was B-Lives. The Almighty, sorry, B-Lives uh, WrestleMania poll results. And shout out for WWE for giving us the demon Finn Balor at WrestleMania. It would have been a tragedy not to. All right. It is time for a game of pepper. You know how we do it. We go around the horn. Three things. And I'm going to go first. Shout out to Baylor for winning the Women's National Championship last night. Even though Enrique Ogobanwale almost, almost had a second consecutive year with heroics, they fell short to the women of Baylor. Next, I... I told you week after week after week that I am not letting this man off the hook. <laughs> Robert Kraft, I told you I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Bring, bring that here, boy. So, yes. <laughs> reading the story, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft waves a appearance for pretrial hearings in Florida prostitution case. This was a couple of days ago. So he's not, he's, he said, nah, I don't feel like showing up to court. He's like, my lawyer's going to take care of it, et cetera, et cetera. You are not off the hook every week, Robert Kraft. I don't like it. it. Must be nice to have money. All right, Scott, what you got? Uh, you know, I criticize, everybody criticizes the NCAA for different things throughout the year. One thing I got to give him credit for, man, I loved the national anthem before the final four where they had four young student athletes from each of the teams coming out and doing the national anthem together. And man, that brought tears in my eyes. I loved it. Wow. That's good. That's great. That's great. Instead of trying to find some singer, hey, you know, this is about you guys in a way. So let's get you guys out here. All right. Number two, as I catch a freshly thrown baseball in this tough glove of mine or the fist. Um, the Hurricanes, America's favorite bunch of jerks, Storm Surge, Don Cherry, Heat, Hate, and all. They're going to the playoffs, baby. And they got a tall task. They face the reigning and defending Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals. It should be an interesting series. Man, oh, man. Love the Storm Surge. Could care less about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, oh my! Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 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 he's still here. Oh, I told yeah. you that. Mm. Since he wanted, mm. since he wanted to jab me about come my Clemson Tigers. Yeah, I got, I got something. Dabo, I got, Dabo, I got something for you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm catch this, catch this baseball real quick. I want to give a quick shout out to Chuma Okiki from Auburn. This has got to be the most gut-wrenching time for him right now, the fact that he's not able to play, the fact that, I mean, even with him not being in the game, Auburn has fought tooth and nail. I mean, they've beaten Tennessee twice. They've beaten North Carolina. They beat Kentucky without Okiki, and they they should have beaten Virginia. Man, Auburn Tigers, I applaud you. Okiki, I hope you get well and that your career continues well beyond this, man, shout out to him. Right All right, B-Live, take, take the ball and throw it in the Scott's glove and don't throw it at his head, okay? Yeah. Just, yeah. Play nice. <laughs> good, good call on that, on that take there, B-Live. All right, Chris Davis of the Orioles, last time he had a hit was September 14th. He's on an 0 for 44 streak. He's 0 for mm. 23 this year with 12 strikeouts. I'm sorry, 13 mm. strikeouts. He needs two more to break the record of the futility streak. Go, Chris Davis. I'm rooting for you. Break that streak, baby. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, not too long ago he was referred to as Crush Davis, but y- yep, yeah, not as much. Yeah, not as much. Um, so yeah, Crush Davis. If anybody can do it, you sure can. My third, as Scotty D throws the ball back to me, my third and final take 
on the round of pepper is well, B-Live stole it from me earlier, but you know, I'm prepared. Always got a 1B. WrestleMania is the sixth most powerful sports brand from a monetary standpoint. That means it's more powerful than the World Series. So what does that tell you? And it's on the Forbes list. So what does that tell you? So um, shout out to um, WWE for being a juggernaut with a sports entertainment product and not an actual sports product. Um, bring back the pyro, please. <laughs> all the pyro, all the fireworks I needed. I need Goldberg one more time. <laughs> I need him just sparkling and all that kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> my my uh, final take on this that Alliance of American Football we spoke on it briefly but you know for a fact that you are doomed you are doomed if Johnny Manziel is giving advice to the other players what I saw that oh, wow what it, take it what I don't even want to talk oh, he's getting who who is he to give anybody any advice? You got kicked out of an entire country. Canada. This, out, kick, this, this sounds like something for what happened Wednesday. Down, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, but I just like... Because you about to go there. <laughs> just, you know, my head's scratching. Yes, tune in on Wednesday. I, I got some other things for what happened Wednesday, but tune in on Wednesday, man. I might have to throw Johnny Manziel in there. But, yeah, I just... That was that's my final take, and that's my curtain call for the Alliance of American Football. It, it you say that it might come back, I don't see it. it it's got it's it's going to have to come back in some other form or shape. It won't be the Alliance. It won't be the way it's set up now. It's got it's got to be something different. It, it it they tried something and it failed. It miraculously failed. Exactly. All right, Scott, you got a got a final point before we head out. My final point of the week is last week things got ugly on Twitter and in social media between uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor. Uh, Conor started taking shots at, at Khabib and and his wife uh, and the Muslim religion, and I just think Conor McGregor at one point was very entertaining. Not the best fighter in the world, but he really marketed himself. Conor McGregor just really not that funny anymore. Yeah, you don't mess with people and their wives and religion. Um, they'll fight you over that. They will definitely, indeed, fight you over that. All right. Speaking of fighting and things being over, that's the end of episode five, Sports Bros Podcast. As always, we want to thank you for listening and subscribing and interacting on our Facebook page at the Sports Bros Podcast. And be live. Where can everybody find you? They can find the almighty, your boy, be live. You can find me on um, Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. I'm try- trying to get better about it. As I always say, most of my work is done on Facebook. Yep, Mark Zuckerberg. I want some of those profits that you be coming in because it's because of me that you getting all these profits and everything because I keep entertaining the public time and time again. Facebook, you can find me there. Also, I want to give a quick shout out. I, I don't actually even know the gentleman's name, but I was at work at Max Speed Shop, 482 North McPherson Church Road in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's where you can find me at the job site. But I was actually had a chance to talk with a couple of guys at the bar and I was telling them about the um, podcast that we do. Can't even remember the particular conversation it was. I think it, he, you know, I, I remember it now. He he had his Phillies gear on. He was a diehard he was a diehard Phillies fan. I told him I had just got done. We had just got done talking about Bryce Harper and the Phillies. And I told him I had a little video blog where I was poking fun of the fact that the Phillies booed him the first game because he got no hits. He was like, "Dude, man, I want to check that out." And so me and him talked, and I showed him how to find the Sports Bros podcast, and he subscribed right there. I was like. Dude, that's freaking awesome. So hopefully, uh, like I said, don't know your name. Hopefully you're listening. Man, I greatly appreciate it, man. And to all those other people that are coming along, man, we love you. Thank you so much for your support.
Exactly. Scotty D, where can they find you? Well, this week you can find me in front of the TV. The Penguins begin the playoff series on Wednesday night. That's where you find me. Check me out on Facebook. That's all I got. And also, what's your Instagram account? Too old for Instagram? Yeah, uh, Instagram. Um, as soon as I figure out what that is, I'll, have, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, we're going to make, sure, make sure you get that name verified. I don't want anybody else to have that name. I want you to have that. Too old for IG. Yeah, that's going to be your uh, that's gonna be your handle. And as always, you know, I go by the name of the one, the only, the real Eddie Cool on Twitter. Just um, the real Eddie Cool, all one word. Uh, cool Season on Instagram. Also on Snapchat, uh, Super Cool 5000. That's the word Super Cool and number 5000 all put together, and you can also check me out on Facebook, especially on the Sports Bros Facebook page, home of the Sports Bros Podcast, and also home to what happened Wednesdays, and also Tranquilo Thursdays, <laughs> and all other Sports Bros related content, you can find us there. As always, guys, we thank you for lit guys and girls, cats, dogs, snuckies, we thank you for listening and being a part of uh, this little podcast that we got here, something that we love. We're on episode five. Oh, man, we made it episode five. Um, hopefully we can make it to a few more episodes longer than the Alliance football has during its season. Jab, <laughs> jab, 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 Yep, I just, yeah, I know you just said that. Uh, Scotty D, I know you got to take off shortly. Me, I'm getting a little bit of hungry up here. And Be Live is doing what he does best, just being the Almighty Be Live. And for the Almighty Be Live, the money man, Scotty yes, D, is, is the head of creative right here, Eddie Cool. And as always, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else too. We are the Sports Bros Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hold up, wait a minute. The podcast ain't over quite yet. No, it is not. This be your boy, the one and only, the head of creative here at the Sports Bros Podcast, Eddie Cool. And I know you're thinking, uh, did they not cover the national championship game last night between Texas Tech and Virginia? Um, no, we didn't forget. Uh, I was originally going to push the show out Monday so that way we could have had predictions and everything. But due to time constraints and due that we record on Monday morning so you can get the show today on a Tuesday. Yep, you took a peek behind the curtain. We decided to go ahead and forego that portion of the show and just let me, the head of creative, go ahead and handle the recap of the national championship game. Um, number three, Texas Tech versus number one, Virginia. Virginia was uh, looking to win the national championship after bowing out in last year's tournament against University of Maryland, Baltimore College. Is that the right college? I'm pretty sure it is. Um, from the looks of the score, the game started off slow, but... The game eventually picked up over time, and both teams were trying to feel each other out, and they finally got into a groove, and it wound up being a pretty good game. Um, in the first half, both teams scored. Actually, Texas Tech scored 29 points. Virginia scored 32. And in the second half, Texas Tech scored 39 to 36 points versus Virginia. And then in the first overtime, Virginia scored 17 points to Texas Tech 9, and they won the game 85-77, to which is the final score. Uh, University of Virginia's DeAndre Hunter led all scores with 27 points. It was a good game, especially towards the end. Uh, congratulations to the Virginia Cavaliers, the Hoos, for winning their first ever national championship. And as always, this be your boy, Eddie Cool, the head of creative. And as always, thank you for listening to the Sports Bros Podcast. I'm out.